Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Here we are for an exciting episode today because we have one of our favorite guests who've come back for another appearance. Will Humphrey with Vector hello, Appraisals. Hello, hello, Welcome. Out there. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. I had so much fun last time. So really it did. was about exactly a year ago okay. that we sat down and did this. And in fact, you had um, been attacked by a shark. Yes, you that's just right. <laughs> <laughs> you've been attacked by a shark. Yep. <laughs> sort of. But you did have a big old scar on your face. I did have a big scar. Did you guys post that? Did we ever? Did I, I have the picture? Photo? In yeah. fact, it's in my phone, and I was looking for something, and I was showing something, and I scrolled next ah. to it. Somebody, what is that? Like, oh, that's my appraiser. <laughs> he got attacked by a shark. It, it wasn't really a shark attack; it was a surfboard accident. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and so when I went surfing this summer. I kept thinking about you because the surfboard came back and hit you in the face, it right? It did. It caught the wind and the back end of the board hit me in the face. Good and night. And the fin gave me two scratches. Mm. Mm. Well, it healed up nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Looking I mean, you good. can tell, but not too bad. Not at all, unless yeah. you're looking for it. Yeah. Well, my surfing instructor told me how to dodge. He's like, do this. And, um, you know, when the <laughs> yeah. wave comes back, I'm going, dude, noted. I, I know what it looks like if I don't do that. I've seen it before. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we're happy to have you here in one piece. I'm happy to be here in one piece. Yay. Yes. yes. So last year, your episode will honestly was one of our most listened to episodes. That is exciting to hear. Everyone wants to know about appraisals, what's going on. So this time last year, if you remember, it was all about how do you get things to appraise? That's right. So we're in a different spot. Yeah. August 2021 to August 2022 are two totally different markets. Oh my gosh. That is wild to think about it like that. I know. Totally different. So let's talk about that. First of all, Whenever I would get an appraisal back from you guys, you guys in your compared sales analysis had a factor, I guess, that you used to show appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did y'all come up with that? So, you know, we grab the neighborhood and say Sylvan Park is a neighborhood. We draw a circle around it in the MLS, grab all the sales and compare them from three months ago, six months ago, and 12 months ago and see what the appreciation is doing. It could be 6% appreciation or sometimes... Two and a half, three percent per month, which is pretty large. Mm-hmm. We we just look at the sales in the last year and see how much they've gone up. So you would create a database specific to each neighborhood. It wasn't like a Nashville or a Davidson County wide. It was yeah, and more we would micro. even be Sylvan Heights would be different than Sylvan Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then even more so, you look at the houses in Sylvan Park that the consumer would buy. One consumer is not going to buy a two thousand square foot house. He, that same person is not looking at a 6,000 square foot house too. So you kind of look at what that consumer is looking to buy and you kind of group those in a group and see what appreciation is happening in that neighborhood and what that buyer can buy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So you kind of put them in a pocket like that. So in May of 2022, we feel like the foot came off the gas a little bit in the craziness of the market. Yes. Did y'all feel that on the appraisal end? We felt it about two weeks after you guys. Okay. Did. Yeah. So, first so, of June. <laughs> so whenever the, the mortgage guys or the banks feel it, we're about two weeks after them. Okay. And, you know, some of the people say recession. It's kind of, it seems like, like you said, they've taken the foot off the gas, but everything's just slowing back down 
to normal. I right. Think. We have been running around with our hair on fire for five years now. Easy. Yeah. And it's I think just 10 like, years, since 2012. When I feel is like. it ever going to slow down? And now it's just like, I think taking the foot off the gas is right. We're just going to kind of slow down and get back to quote unquote normal. So It has not been normal for a while. Oh, correct. We call it the two-year vortex. Yeah. May of 2020 to May of 2022 was a two-year vortex that everyone was spinning around in. Yeah. And now, you know, when you're in this late summer months, truly, that's just historically that has been a slow period. Mm-hmm. People on vacation, school starting back. back school. I mean, Heather and I have talked about that before. Yeah. And it feels like 2019 again. Yep. And 2019 was really good. It yep, was. That's right. You know, yeah. that's what people forget that y'all 2019 was good. Yeah. Yeah. So now that the foot has come off the gas, I'm just curious, will you adjust for appreciation or what happens so, now? Right. It is happening as we speak. Some neighborhoods, like we spoke about earlier, there's still multiple offers and some you're going to have to sit on the market. So mm-hmm. and there's three boxes on the appraisal. One, increasing market. Lenders love seeing that. Two, stable, which everybody's okay with. And three is declining, which nobody wants to hit the declining. Mm-hmm. The declining box on the appraisal. So right now we're in increasing and stable, but I think we're going to start seeing a lot more stable and not declining, I don't think, in 2022, but I think next year we may have, have to start hitting that box again, which it's been five to eight years since we've you know, had a declining market in Nashville. Wow. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember any market declining. I mean, other than 2000. Of values, I guess. I guess yeah. the market's not, quote unquote, declining, but the I, values yeah, are kind I'm of probably... stable or just, you know, mm-hmm. the demand is not there. And did I hear, I think I heard downstairs that inventory's up 87%. I don't know if it's 87 or 76. Okay, there we go. From last year. So Greater Nashville Realtors sent out their email talking about these numbers, Mm -hmm. comparing July of 2021 to 2022. And they said inventory was up 76%. But but keeping that in mind, that is over a 11 county. Yes. Uh, All of Middle Tennessee. All of Middle Tennessee. In Mm -hmm. addition, we were at 5,000 units this time last year, Mm -hmm. and now we're at... 8,600 units. So, you know, 3,000 more units. Mm-hmm. And we still need to probably be at about 15,000 units. Oh, wow. To okay. be so, a, a more balanced market. Yeah. So it's still yeah. a big seller's market yeah. out there. And when we see the price reductions, it's not because we're seeing values come down. We're still still selling people, still seeing people. Sorry, y'all, I can't talk today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aspirational pricing. Aspirational pricing is yes. hard yes. for that. sellers yes. to let go of. It's so hard for sellers to understand truly what's happening on the market. And when a good realtor can help them understand the data and what's actually happening out there and they price it correctly, you're still going to get that multiple offer. If you're priced so much higher and now you're having to chase down the market, you'll never be in a good position to this sell. This is very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So sellers are probably thinking it's last year and their their product is yeah. so hot and they're getting discouraged when the realtor gives them an actual price, which yeah. is not what the realtor next door gave them, right. but a real number. Right. Or their neighbor or their yes. coworker or, the neighbor, or, or their uncle, Uncle Paul. Yes. Yes. You know. That's the biggest thing you battle is my neighbor sold three months ago for this. Yeah. Or, you know, okay. four months ago for this. And that's all they really have to draw upon. They're okay. not watching like we're watching. That's right. So when you go to meet with them and that's 
the story that they have to tell you. Yes. You kind of have to be a Debbie Downer in a little bit of a way, but it's really just bringing them to reality and using the data to kind of inform them as to what's happening and how you want to put them in the best position. Are sellers more aware now since all the, since May and all this is kind of... Some, some are, you know, and it's all about how you deliver the information, yeah. I mm-hmm. think. If you get an experienced realtor who can mm-hmm. really talk the talk yeah. and understands what's happening and can relay that, hey, I want to set you up for the best place possible. And that is pricing it right. So we capture all those people who are just waiting for something to hit MLS. That's where the Mm -hmm. realtor makes their money. Yeah. Yeah, That's the right way to do it. And otherwise it's like, well, let's try. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be hired to try. I've been doing it too long. I'm hired to sell your home. And that causes us problems when it's listed too high and some out of town buyer gets it. And then the appraiser's the bad guy because he's coming in at what it should have been priced at. Originally. Well, right. and I feel like most people, I mean, we still see some that are selling for like, holy cow, that just sold for that. Yeah. But it's honestly, most of our buyers right now are local buyers. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our office, it's almost yeah. all been more local Wow. for the past month or yeah. two months. But it's these buyers who are also, they've been waiting to be able to mm-hmm. get something. So yeah. if they are paying a little bit more, they're not way overpaying and their agents are guiding them more so. The conversation used to be, well, either you buy it or somebody else is going to buy it for this crazy price. Yes, Let's just pray the prices. Oh <laughs> and now it's like, you know what? Let's take, let's take maybe twenty four hours and think yeah. about. Let me put together an offer. We're getting back to normal. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But we still, I mean, the last few things I've listed, I've still had multiple offers. That's great. So, right. uh, but I have great sellers who understand. Um, they took your advice. They took my advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. And that's that's the key. All right. So one thing before the vortex, we started hearing about. Well, actually, I guess it was last year too about appraisal waivers, Ooh, where yeah. lenders were going to yeah. start waiving appraisals. Mm-hmm. It, tell us about that. Forty percent of our business right off the top. Wow. wow, which is big. And that number, I'm going to a conference here um, next month, and I want to find out what that that number was a couple years ago. And that is, if they have a good credit, if they if Freddie and Fanny have good information on it. And they will waive it. I mean, and it's, you know, sales to price ratio is right. Or sales to loan ratio, whatever that is. They will waive it. And that took 40% of our business right off the top. Mm. So that leaves us less business. But I think we're going to be here for a while. Because they're always going to need a boots on the ground appraiser to take a look at the condition, the quality. Remodeled. Has it been remodeled? You mm-hmm. know, what is it back to railroad tracks? All that stuff. But yeah, the appraisal waiver was a big hit for us. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. And did we see a lot of that during the past two years? So we don't really know because if it, oh, get, if it gets waived, right. we don't know. That's right. Sometimes we'll be like, oh, we're, we have it scheduled for nine o'clock tomorrow. And they'll be like, they got an appraisal waiver. And we're like, damn it. Yeah. But yeah. also the appraisal waiver fell through. Can you guys go out? So it kind of, it works both ways. Okay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. It's curious too, as like we talked about the foot coming off the gas and what things not appreciating so mm-hmm. greatly, does that set people up for more appraisal waivers or does the lender Less. then say, uh, you know what? We really, we really need to know. It's better for us because one reason they do waivers is because the appraiser world is flooded with volumes it takes too long. People are getting frustrated and upset. So they throw some waivers out there that kind of releases the pressure valve. So now that it's slowed down, we can get stuff in, you know, in less than 10 days, less than seven days. So they're just going to be like, let's go ahead and get the full appraisal, you know, make sure everything's good. We don't want to do a waiver on this one. Mm-hmm. So it is, uh, this slowing down is good for us. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good for everybody. 
I mean, just the normalizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it scares me at first. I was until I, you know, in May, I'm like, oh, I've been so busy for so long. This is going to be scary. But now that I've settled into it, I'm actually can breathe in my life almost. That's and my right. appraisers are not staying up till 12 o'clock and call me the next day with their hair sticking up. Like I'm frazzled. Like, help me, help me. Yeah. Everybody's able to take a breath, and we have this summer, which has been nice yeah. for us, for sure. So, you were telling us before we went on on the speakers <laughs> that you have 15 appraisers. Yes. Right now. Mm-hmm. So, how do you assign appraisers? How, how does that work? In per neighborhood. Office? So, we oh. have neighborhood professionals. Okay. Neighborhood specialists. Specialist? Yeah, specialists. Yeah. Okay. So, we, you know, if you live in Bellevue, you cover Bellevue, Jolton, or if you live in Williamson County, or... We have a guy that covers the whole 24 corridor, and he's a pro at all that stuff. And then they've been to the neighborhood. They've done the marketing conditions on the neighborhood. They've talked to realtors in the neighborhood. People know them. They know people. And it's just, I think it's the best way to approach that. That is great. For so, sure. So, and remind us, Will, when did you start your company? Started appraising in 01, was with Forsyth until right. 13, mm-hmm. and then it's still 13. Okay. 2013, yeah. yeah. Right. Which is crazy. It's so if honest. you are working with a lender who has a database of appraisers, mm-hmm. then you might potentially get an appraiser that comes from outside of the Nashville metro area. Uh-huh. You can do it. I've done request for vector appraiser to be added to their database. Oh, thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. That is I awesome. I did do that Good. because I had a property that, you know, I talked to the lender and they were like, well, we're just not sure who you'll get. And I felt like with this particular property, it really needed to be someone who knew the area. Yes. And so I requested uh, for you. vector appraisal yeah. to, to become a part of the database and they did it. And that, yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. And it, we hear those stories. Well, they had some guy coming in from Watertown and to Hillsborough Village and he didn't know what he was doing. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And it is true. You know, I, I live in Hillsborough Village and I praise in Hillsborough Village. And yeah. I have guys that live in, you know, Hendersonville and they know that grew up in Hendersonville. So, of course, they know this neighborhood's a little nicer. This neighborhood is not as nice. So, yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. Huge difference. This so, is little things. probably five years ago. I had an appraiser come in from Knoxville to do a VA <laughs> appraisal. Oh, wow. wow. And there's like, there was no VA appraiser who picked up the request in Nashville. Was it a unique property? No, it was a in Bellevue in Rolling River. I mean, it what was just a heck? normal that is wild. Cape Cod type, not Cape Cod, um, you know, just a standard yeah, yeah, traditional yeah. home. And uh, I pull up and he had Knox tags and he was wearing a Tennessee shirt. I was like, go Big Orange. And uh, I say, you T fan? I mean, we started was talking. Was he trying to move to Nashville or was he straight up from Knoxville? He was straight up from Knoxville. I'm like, are you <laughs> driving up for the, and it was a Friday. He said, no, I thought I could come in for the weekend. Do Yeah, I'm yeah. going. How? That's, I mean, granted, yeah. you're going to find a lot of comps in that part of Bellevue. That you know, be, there's a yeah. lot of subdivisions and a lot of yeah. good comps, but, if that but I was shocked. If that made you uncomfortable, you can say to the lender, I do not think this guy has competency in this area. Yeah. If Had it, it not appraised, I would exactly have, but it appraised just fine. Exactly. Exactly. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 176-1767.
So, Will, I had someone ask me about two weeks ago. It was a client of mine. And he said, so I heard that appraisers are going back to like numbers two years ago that you really can't use anything in the last two years because it just went, you know, the appreciation and everything was so crazy. And I I came in and told Christy that that afternoon because I thought, that's not right. The appraisals, I mean, the comps are the comps Mm -hmm. are the comps, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, even if we've taken this increase in the last two years, that is what you're using moving forward. If I tried to send in a sale from two years ago, they would send it back to me within a minute. (laughs) You know what I mean? So our best data is what's happening today. Today. If I could get a sale today or tomorrow or last Friday, that's what we want. So we want to stay as close to the current date as we can. Yeah. So we would never. They're not looking at that as like an anomaly. Yeah. That's. We've come a long way since then, and I don't think we're going to go back to that, knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that yeah. goes back to having the conversation with the seller who have asked, oh my gosh, have I missed the? Have I missed my window? And my answer is no. Our prices have been reset. You know, your yeah, window now right. is here. That's right. But just don't expect 37 offers. That's you right. Know, if yeah. you're looking for that window, but if you listen to me on pricing and value, you're going to get it, and you may get one or two offers. Or you may just get one. And guess what? That we works. just need that one. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> we works, just need totally. One. Karen in our office often has the conversation with her seller to say, if you just get one offer and it's for list price, are you okay with that? Because we've had sellers who they get a full price. I had one two weeks and ago. And they didn't like it. They're like, well, can we counter for more? I'm like, why? I mean, like, we listed it. <laughs> Were you but- <laughs> shocked? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I keep thinking I've seen it all. I'm never am ever going to see it all. Wow. I'm just every day. That goes back just- to a neighbor. I blame a neighbor when that happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is true. They're but neighbors. that's a good question. When Karen, when she's in a listing appointment, she says, are you going to be okay if you get one offer for this price? Wow. That's a that great way to kind of set the stage. Yeah. It's expectation management. What mm-hmm. I've said about Nashville for the, since the last 10 years is it's it's not often that we get to live somewhere that's growing as fast as it's growing now. And it's exciting. Young people. It's just Nashville is, quote unquote, the it city and it's fun. And then you have real estate that's changing in front of our eyes right now. Like we have had the craziest two years I have, or just the volume I'm sure you have with values and prices. But now it's changing since May. That's been two or three months. And it's changing as we speak here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when this podcast is aired, it may be different than it was That's right. right now. And it's fascinating. And as appraisers, we just have to watch with eagle eyes as this transforms in front of us. Yeah. It's wild. Well, I mean, grass does not grow under our feet. That is for sure. Yeah. I mean, we are moving constantly. We are, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the market, we, we talk about this a lot. You know, every year you see some major changes. And by mid-year, the changes become normal. That's right. And as we were talking before we went on the air, just the rate of change that we're seeing in the world here recently is so crazy. Yeah. And it's just exponential in real estate. Mm-hmm. It is exponential right now. Yeah. So so I advise agents, and I'm sure you do to appraisers too, you just always have to keep learning, paying attention, reading, studying. You just you'll never know everything. No. You pay know? attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is right. So we always love this question. What's your craziest appraisal story? Oh my gosh. Recently, I went into a country music store's house that was just being finished. And it was maybe my top house that I've ever seen. And I've seen, I've been doing it 20 years, two houses a day. I don't know, do the math. But we went and he'd used something like 15,000 stainless steel bolts to put in the siding on his house. When you walked in, it was like you immediately walked into New Mexico. The smells, the textures, 
just one of the most amazing houses I've ever seen. And we get to see amazing houses and sometimes you're blown away. And I'm sure you've seen houses that just yeah. knock yeah. your socks off. And then, you know, next one you do a $125,000 condo in Bellevue and you're just like, okay, this is my job. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that this house was the outside space just flowed into the inside space with heaters and the outside furniture was, it was just one of the most amazing houses I've ever seen. Where was it? It was uh, Bancroft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The design and the style was something that just blew my hair back. Was yeah. it just, I was lucky to see it. It was, it was being finished like being a finished. month ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was just I can't coolest. wait to hear who it was. Yes. <laughs> so right I can't tell you. <laughs> I know. Did you sign something? I signed NDA. <laughs> <laughs> and I met the person on the way out, and then that person was very nice to me. Nice. So, yeah. So, super who cool. Who could be mean to you? I mean, a lot of people. No. I know. Well, maybe the past two years, a few realtors were. Yes. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that, and that is a question. I mean, I remember being at Greater National Realtors and there was an appraisal panel and one of the girls was nervous because she's like, everyone hates me right now. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going, hate you? Why? She goes, because we only can do what we can do on values and we're not yeah. hitting the value every time. I'm going, that's a strong word for I an agent to hate an appraiser. I don't think agents hate me. I don't think agents hate appraisers. I yeah. think agents dislike appraisers that won't explain why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. If we come in below a list price or below a sales contract, I'm the first one to call the agent and say, hey, this is what we're thinking. If you got any data that can help us, please send it to me because I don't like being the messenger and I don't like delivering bad news, but the numbers are here in black and white. We're doing the best we can. And yeah, give me some data that can yeah. help me out. Yeah. Because, and I explained, this is our thought process. This is what we're doing. And that's, and I think most realtors are pretty, that's will take very that helpful. Well. Yeah. Well, and I think where the realtors get frustrated and I've gotten frustrated is when you do bring the data and they don't use any of your data. And not only that, they go to a whole different neighborhood. So I'll, I'll use an example. I had a house last year in Sylvan Park. We, Sold for, I don't know, 125000 over list. What was list, though? Uh, list was one. So you're already at the top of the market. Two, five. No, you're not. And this was February of last year. One, two, five. And we sold for one, three, two, five. Okay. Yeah. One, two to one, three. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it was one, three to one, four. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had the comps. And this appraiser went to Sylvan Heights and used Sylvan Heights comps. Why? I do not know. Was he from Nashville? Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was the, and I kept, I gave him all the upgrades. Like there was irrigation, there was a new this, there was new blah, blah, and just. And sometimes I'll be honest that I can tell a realtor, this is what I'm thinking. And they're like, well, this is what I'm thinking. And I say, this is what I'm thinking. And then finally I'm just like, I, this is, I can't do anything. Yeah. Because this is my opinion. And I truly feel if I hand this in at another number, then I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That I'm not doing my job. Yeah. And it's really opinion versus opinion. So right. sometimes you just, you have a stalemate. But all I can do is explain what I or my appraiser is thinking in the situation. Yeah. That's the best thing we can do. Sometimes you just, it just doesn't work out. Well, where this one was off is lot value. And Sylvan Park is 100000 more in Sylvan Park than in Sylvan Heights. Yes. At least. And so I was showing them, I even provided the data when I was refuting that appraisal. I'm like, look, here's the lot data. Yeah. This guy would not. I'm like, ah. I mean, oh, that is that's frustrating. Where, and I, I didn't hate him, but I was like, dude, I cannot even believe you won't be open to understanding what these markets are. Yeah. You know? So I think that may be where agents. And you know Sylvan us. Park, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you could do that in any neighborhood. Yeah, that's you know, right. even the difference between say Lachlan Springs and 
Cleveland Park. Yep. I mean, it doesn't take right. a rocket scientist to know that that dirt is, is totally going to be different. different. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, or an appraiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. But anyways, that is always helpful when the appraiser calls the agent to say, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm running into a hiccup here. Yeah. Can you help me? And I don't know if I talked about this last time, but the best thing... If you meet an appraiser at the property, is three sales. Did I say this last yeah. time? I think mm-hmm. I did. It was yeah. so helpful. So it's so important. Just three that you've written notes on that you're a professional, and this is what you th- this is what you based your value on. Yeah, because a lot of times realtors are based on value on what the homeowner, the seller, has given them, and that doesn't really help. Anybody. No, no, or there's estimate. Yeah, there's estimate. There's estimate. <laughs> yeah. and it's funny. I used to never look at his estimate. And now I always look at this estimate just to be prepared for what objection I may get from the And that's what I tell my appraisers. So you you have to know what Fannie and Freddie are thinking, what your seller is thinking, what the buyer is thinking, what the real estate agent. And a lot of them, those use a home snap, Redfin, Zillow. You just need to know that. That's a good number to know. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because when we send an appraisal to Fannie and Freddie, they are the end all be all. They're going to have a similar number to what Zillow and home snap has. So if you're... 40% 40% off that number, you need to have a damn good explanation why you're either high or low of that number because that's what they think it is. And that's if it comes in different than that, you need to have a good reason. Mm-hmm. Your, your mm-hmm. report needs to be robust and full of information why you're different than a pretty good algorithm. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Do you find that most agents meet you and your appraisers at the house when it's time to do the for the inspection? That's a good question. Um, it's about half and half, but what I have realized is that the better realtors that I know will give you access and just let us do our job. Mm-hmm. If somebody is very talkative and busy and I'll meet you there and nervous, Nelly, that means it usually means that they're not confident in what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, when, oh, I've got a bunch of sales and they did this and you, you know, you hear a, a bunch of stuff and that is a little bit off putting for the appraiser. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I would say 50, 50, and it, the appraisers would rather not meet a realtor there. I, that's for sure. Yeah. And if you could put together a good email with the three sales and just a little bit, we don't want to read, you know, a five paragraph essay, mm-hmm. but just a little, hey, we were thinking about this. These are three. These are the three sales we use, and this is why I think that's probably your best approach. So I like meeting the appraiser there, just because I like to know who you guys are. That's smart. And um, so when I do have questions, or if I need to call yeah. to talk about why the value was that, so. That's one reason I like to meet. And I do like to physically hand the packet with my bullet points. Um, but then I always have it in a, a Word document. So I say, here it is here. So they like remember that they that's have smart. it. Because I figure you guys get 500 emails a day too. Yep, that's and, right. And my email, I know, isn't going to be at the top of your inbox. Yeah. And you've got, in the, at least in the past two years, y'all are so busy. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. Just, I think it, I, I meet say, the appraiser too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk if to you them. The I try not to talk to them I feel like that annoys them. So I hand them the packet, thank you, and leave. That's, yeah. that's what that, I was about to say. Hand them the I packet and leave. And that damn packet is in my car. And I'm like, God, they got me again. I'm going to have to look at these. <laughs> the, the handing of the packet is excellent. But just say, hey, we love what you do. You don't have to say that. But just say, meet them at the property, then go yeah. about yep. your day and let them go about their day. I just say, I appreciate you being on time. Here you go. Yeah. And it makes a difference. Like if I met you out there, I'd be like, I've got to help Christy. She was nice to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a little gray area. That's so, yeah. yeah. But if they give me a window, then I will email it because I'm not going to wait around from 12 yeah. to three. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I have emailed it when they can't give me a time and I get that they're trying yeah. to do several things, but mm-hmm. one of our guys will do seven inspections a day and then write them up over the next couple of days and do seven. So him, our operations manager is, it's like a jigsaw puzzle for her scheduling him because it's, I mean, he's got to be right there. And for us to have to meet a realtor is a little bit of a problem, but 
I mean, we can do it. Yeah. 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 So the request goes out into the AMC. Mm-hmm. Does your operations director pull, who choose, I mean, when she that, does, she does. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so is she just looking in particular neighborhoods or how do you choose which ones you accept? Right now we accept everything. Okay. <laughs> so is it first so come six, first serve? So when, six, so say bank ABC sends it to the AMC. They have a panel of anywhere from 30 to five appraisers. And it's like, boom, it goes to vector appraisals. And we're like, we want it. So we take it. She puts it in her system and schedules it. But it could go to any of those five guys. So ne- I won't get it for the next time it comes back around. So you're in a rotation. You're in a rotation. Okay, okay. Yes. interesting. I so never understood how that worked. It's randomly. And that's all Frank Dodd from the um, 2008 mm-hmm. stuff. It's That's how it's random. Okay. Random. Yeah. Okay. And so like what Heather did when she told that bank to put y'all in there, now y'all are in that rotation for that bank. That's right, which is amazing. Right. And they you. can't Thank pick you. you, but you're in the rotation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 No, And that gets frustrating from the realtor. And I think these frustrations are going to be minimized moving forward just because we're not seeing things go for, you know, 200,000 over asking. Yeah. Yeah. And the things I have seen that have been extremely over asking the buyer's waived appraisal. I know that Anyways. was crazy. And uh, although, I mean, I still get nervous when a buyer waves appraisal because if it is off mm-hmm. more than a hundred grand, I've seen them want to walk. Like, well, I didn't think it'd be off that much. <laughs> I'm like, well, no. you're going to lose your earnest money. You I know. know. That's what, that was a fascinating to watch. It's, because it, as an appraiser, when we got appraisal waived, it was kind of a, a, a we could take a breath. But at the same time, they're, they're on the hook for the cash, right? Yeah. If there's, if there's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, Which I don't think they knew a lot of times. Or they just thought, oh, I've got 50000 I can use and then yeah. it's a hundred thousand like well i don't have a hundred thousand yeah you know it, it well, was frustrating whether it's two thousand people just don't want to give cash if they can borrow it sure. usually you right. know right. i mean they will and they did but they would prefer not to is yeah kind of what i saw yeah sometimes yeah. they can work it out with their lender depending on how much they're putting down maybe there can be an adjustment right there yeah for yeah. sure well i'm excited to see what happens over the next six months of this year because i still think we're in an appreciating market but That's i think right. it's just minimal appreciation. I feel like we've had our big jump mm-hmm. for 2022, and now we're sort of back stable to what we're saying. Fine. Stable's yeah. awesome. We love the stable box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody does. Yeah, you know, right. I really do. I haven't. Well, the seller right now who thinks they missed it probably yeah. doesn't, but I just yeah. don't think any seller has missed it. I think they. Oh, you can still if you get it on quick, but I would get it on quick. Wouldn't you say? Oh, I think right now we're in the summer slow still. I think after Labor Day, boom, we're back in business. I think that. I think yeah, that's that's I, what my mortgage broker friends have said too. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I mean, for the past, I don't know, twenty eight years, it's been that way. Yeah. With the exception of COVID, it never slowed down those months. Yeah. You know, July and August didn't slow they down didn't. just that's because right. of the sheer lack of inventory. Yeah. So when I see the numbers that the Greater National Realtors just posted, that inventory jumped seventy six percent. I'm going, and it's still not enough. That's yeah. right. That, I and mean, it's that's still just, not enough. And the headlines, I think it was, I can't remember if it was the post. It was headline yesterday was sales plummet in Nashville. Right. And I'm going, no. no, okay. They did not. <laughs> this is what we need to say. The number of closed sales year over year are down. Yep. But we are also 30% higher than we'd ever been. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just perspective. It is perspective. So headlines baffle me. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're supposed to do. They're just Click supposed bait. to grab your attention. Which they do. Yahoo gets yeah. me every day on mortgage rates are X. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I'll read every article on Yahoo. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, Will, any closing thoughts as we wrap it up? No. I, no. Fun again. 
had a lot of fun today. For sure. And yes. I know we'll have you back next year, too. Yeah, definitely. You're like the, the go-to guest. I would love to come back every year and talk about this market because it is like watching real-time craziness. It yeah, really is. It, it is. It's its own reality it show. It is, for sure. <laughs> and we can talk about all of your adventures. We didn't go yes. into your adventures of 2021 and two. Bless your heart. Yeah. We are lucky we have Will in one piece yes. sitting here. That's right. And I'm happy to be here. <laughs> We're yeah. happy to have you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. If there's any subjects you want us to cover, don't forget to email us at podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com, and we'll answer any of your questions. Will Humphrey with Vector Appraisals. We are going to have all of your contact information in our show notes. Thank you, thank you. And grateful to have you as always. Glad to be back. All right. All right. Talk soon. Bye, guys. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.